Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It is February 23rd. This is our second podcast of the day. And we're here. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. We're here to talk about AEW Dynamite. Uh, back-to-back weeks for us with actually releasing a podcast. So I'm, uh, I'm proud of us. Uh, and it's not just me this week or a cameo from Angelo. But if you're new here, I'm Pat and I'm joined by my normal co-host. I'm back. The Deep Six Champion is back. Um... I, I missed you guys. I truly have missed you. Work, my work schedule has been a little crazy, but uh, I have decided to sacrifice that uh, to be back on the podcast. You're just the Deep Six Champion? You didn't say your name. Oh, yeah. Well, obviously I'm Joey. Yeah, but if they're a new listener. Yeah, that's true. I'm Joey. <laughs> uh, and we're joined by one half of Ryan and Angela's Impact Power Hour tonight. Yeah. Power hour tonight uh, because he's home for right now. So, hey Angelo, <laughs> it's Ryan. <laughs> that, yeah, that, uh, I'm Ryan. Damn, Joe, Joey joins back on the podcast and just run on ruck house tonight. Mm, sleepy, sleepy Joe Tyler. Sleepy Joe. So we're here, we're going to talk about AEW Dynamite. Um, if you're a New Japan fan, we just did our prediction show for the New Japan Cup, 2022 New Japan Cup, which starts up next week on March 2nd. Uh, it's the episode prior to this on the podcast, so if you're a New Japan fan and you want to hear us talk about the New Japan Cup for like half an hour, you can go over to the podcast feed. It's also going to be up on our YouTube channel, uh, so you can go listen to it there, or you can listen to it on the regular podcast feed. That is up to you. Um, but we have that. You can follow us over on Twitter at Deep Six Wrestling without the G. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating if you're on Spotify or Apple. Um, and yeah, uh, Ryan and Angelo's Impact Power Hour will be a thing this weekend, probably. I mean, if Angelo doesn't isn't there, I'll do another solo. Okay, so uh, solo, solo. So okay, Ryan's being kicked out of the podcast uh, for whatever that was. Yikes. But uh, the interesting SpongeBob SquarePants. The Impact Power Hour will be back, so uh, check that out. You can also check. Do you want to not do that on the podcast? Uh, and you can also check out our review of uh, No Surrender from last weekend for Impact. A very good pay per view. All right, I might even go a step further and say it was the pay per view of the year. Um, it's better than the Rumble. Uh, I didn't watch Saudi Arabia. I didn't watch Hard so to Kill. I didn't watch Hard to Kill. I can watch it now. I didn't watch WWE Day 1. Wrestle Kingdom uh, Day 2 was really good. Yeah. But, but yeah, no. Uh, so far, this is yeah probably the best pay-per-view of the year. Um, we'll see if it holds up uh, when it goes up against Sacrifice, which is in two weeks. Or... Yeah, March 5th. Yeah. Um, next weekend. Yeah, next weekend and then Revolution uh, the day after. So next weekend we have Revo- or so next weekend we have Sacrifice for Impact and uh, Revolution for AEW. So two. Oh, is Re- Revolution a Sunday pay per view? Yeah. Nice. So we got two uh, big pay per views next weekend. But um, yeah. All right, AEW Dynamite. This is the February twenty third edition of the show. Uh, we kick things off with the first of two tag team battle royals for AEW, uh, with the second one being next week. And these are to determine the two uh, teams that will be facing off against Jurassic Express at the pay-per-view in a three-way match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. So the teams that we had in this were 2.0, uh, Alex Silver, or not Alex Silver, Alex Reynolds and John Silver of the Dark Order, Private Party, The Gun Club, The Butcher and the Blade, The Young Bucks, uh, Best Friends, Santana and Ortiz, FTR, and Red Dragon. Um, can't believe he called them by their governments. Yeah. They didn't call them the Ass Boys. Yeah, not the Ass Boys. Um, but this is just a, a cluster of a match, as one would expect, uh, for a tag team battle royal where you have to eliminate both members of a team to eliminate them. Um, but it eventually came down to singles rep- uh, representations for some teams with um, Dax Harwood from FTR, John Silver, uh, Trent uh, Santana, one of the Jackson boys, and Kyle yeah. O'Reilly. Matt Jackson and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, and then this just broke down into some single segments. We had a big big reaction for Santana and Trent Beretta coming out at, against each other, uh, obviously in a reference to Best Friends feud. 
in the past with Santana and Ortiz, which was the big parking lot brawl match that we got. Um, their parking lot fight, I think it was called, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but those two got taken out by, I believe, O'Reilly and Jackson. Yep. And then that brought us down to our final group. Uh, and we ended up getting down here to John Silver, uh, Matt Jackson, and Kyle O'Reilly. And as uh, Matt and Kyle were teaming up, Kyle started selling a shoulder injury and got Matt to eliminate Silver. And as soon as Silver got dumped out, Kyle ran up behind Matt and dumped him over to score the big win here. Big reaction for Kyle O'Reilly scoring the win. And, yeah, so Red Dragon are officially in the AEW Revolution Tag Team Championship match against the Jurassic Express. And next week we'll have a Casino Tag Team Battle Royal. Uh, They haven't announced all the teams for it, but one would assume it's going to feature a bunch of the ones that were in this week. Uh, maybe some more. Um, we're also going to have a Joker team, obviously, because it's the Casino Battle Royal. Um, and whoever gets put in that, or whoever wins that, will be joining this as the three-way. But most would assume, I think, that it will be the Young Bucks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, pretty fun start to Dynamite. Very chaotic. But uh, once it got down to the singles reps for each of the teams, I thought it got pretty good. So. Um, I was just say, is there going to be a Joker? Because I feel like the other time they did a Casino uh, Battle Royal for tag teams, there wasn't a Joker. I don't remember. But they could always... You have options that you could do. Yeah. Um, like, you have the House of Black now where you have three people that you can use a team. You can use Malachi and Brody. You can use Brody and Buddy. You can use Malachi and Buddy. Um yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, there's no guarantee that there's a Joker, but yeah. there could be. Um, but yeah, uh, again, thought it was a fun start to the show. Nothing groundbreaking here. It was a battle royal, mm-hmm. uh, but it was pretty fun. Joey? Yeah, um, as expected, this was going to be a little messy because I just feel like when you have a bunch of guys in the ring at once like that, especially tag teams, um, it's just going to be like all over the place. It's going to be hard to kind of keep up because, you know, you can't just really watch everyone because, you know is what it is but when it got down to like the final few then that's when it really picked up and you can really like see everyone's story involved and stuff and appreciate it so that was really good okay and i thought the right team won yeah i agree 100 percent uh nice to see red dragon back in AEW. yeah um after this we had uh hangman page came out um after the bucks and red dragon got into it in the ring uh, and this led to Hangman just storming down to the ring and starting to beat up on Red Dragon. The Young Bucks just let him do it. Uh, they obviously have their issues with Red Dragon. And uh, this then led to Adam Cole coming out. And we got a big stare down here uh, with Cole and Hangman. Hangman went for the buckshot, but Red Dragon pulled him out. Uh, but John Silver tossed Kyle O'Reilly back in, and he was able to hit the buckshot on Kyle O'Reilly before getting on the mic. And cut a big promo on Adam Cole's history about how he entered the business in 2008. Won world titles everywhere he went. But as he could see the writing on the walls for him and his world crumbling around him, he clamored back to his old friends and came for AEW uh, last September. But, um, yeah. Uh, This is a nice way to heat up, I feel. Uh, Hangman and Cole's big feud that we're getting. It also furthered the Young Bucks and Red Dragon uh, feud that we're getting, and it was also a nice little uh, thing here that we got with the Young Bucks and Hangman, with the Bucks still, you know, not hating Hangman. Uh, obviously, we saw this at AW Full Gear last year, where during uh, Kenny Omega versus Hangman, the Bucks came out and gave him the sign of approval to hit a buckshot on Omega and win the championship. Um, but it's nice to see they're still playing up the history of them. Um, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for Cole and Hangman. I don't see Cole winning the championship. But I think it'll be a really good match. I agree. Right? Um, I'm still in the boat that Adam Cole is winning the world title uh, at Revolution. Okay. Um, I don't. I just. I don't think that's fine. Take the title off Hangman. That's fine. Really. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they should. I don't think yeah, they should either. Honestly. Uh, I, would, I, I, would I feel say like I feel like Cole's better, or not Cole. Uh, Page is better at chasing. Yeah. Uh, I've already like. I feel like. Maybe it's just me, but I don't know. This, this, like his title matches have felt good, but like I felt like him and Archer's thing kind of felt rushed. Him and Archer felt rushed, but the match was um, great, and him and Danielson was fantastic. They're yeah. Feud. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like you can do a lot more if Paige loses. Um, here you can have like 
the confidence issue a, a bit. Yeah, but, uh, you, but there's, also only, there's just, only so many times you can go back to this. No, but you can like you try to figure out something because I, I I feel like you can have him lose but not cleanly, and it would be perfectly fine. You protect Paige, but also make Cole your top heel in the company. Yeah, I mean, you could do that. I still don't think so. I think yeah, I don't think they should go back to, like, Paige losing his confidence again. Especially because of how long so it took him to get it back. And it, now it, like, really seems like he is super confident. Yeah. And, like, he, he feels like a big star now. Unless you run with it that he's overconfident. And that's, yes. yeah, that's, that, that would that. be the alternative yeah. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think MJF's the one to take it off of Paige. Um, I mean, that's fine. That's fine, too. I think that happens at Double or Nothing. Um which would harken back to Double or Nothing 2019, yeah. where they had their stuff in the Battle Royal. That's fair. Um, so that'd be my guess. Um, but yeah, so that was our that was our big opening to Dynamite this week. Um, and then we went into a backstage interview with Brian Danielson, talking about his match with Daniel Garcia, which was a late addition to the show tonight, and what ended up being the main event. Yeah. Um, we also got a name drop for William Regal. Um, so uh, he noted that uh, Danielson had William Regal as a mentor, but Garcia has the goons that are 2.0 is his. So, um, yeah. After this, we got an MJF promo. Uh, and this was a, a very different MJF that we got here tonight, where he went over uh, his history uh, being a Jewish man. Uh, we got quite the line here with... Uh, what was it? Was it? Are there any other Jews in here? Yeah, are there any other Jews in the house? Yeah. Uh, it's quite the line. Um, but... We ended up just getting him running down his history as being a Jewish guy um, and and facing bullying for that, as well as for bullying that he just got over his lifetime. Um, As well as with learning difficulties and having ADD or ADHD. Yeah, I don't remember what he exactly Uh, said. but Yeah, yeah, this was a very uh, unexpected route for them to go here with MJF, um, actually trying to build some sympathy for the guy. Um, this was the most human we've ever seen MJF come off on the on the program uh, since its debut in 2019. Um, he went over how uh, CM Punk left wrestling in January of 2014 and that he left all of us. Um, and that's when he realized that if the best of the world can't do it, uh, what chance would he have? Um, and he buried his dreams of wrestling and uh, eventually he came back and went into wrestling school after seeing a photo of CM Punk and Brian Danielson shaking hands. But uh, CM Punk was the guy who left him when he needed him the most. And that because of that, he promised that he was going to become the best in the world in spite of CM Punk. And he, prom- uh, he promised that whatever outcast kid was being bullied, uh, that he wouldn't leave uh, like the gutless coward that is CM Punk. And... Uh, he said that you can choke him, you can beat him, you can make him be bu- uh, buckets of blood, but you'll never make MJF quit. And CM Punk came out with no music, no mic, and he stared at MJF and asked him if that was true. MJF let some tears roll down and then yeah. left without saying a word. Crazy. Very different route uh, that I think anybody was expecting them to go. Um, a very like real promo here from CM Punk, or not CM Punk, MJF, uh, on CM Punk. Um, but he still got to do his heel work with uh, calling, you know, Punk out for leaving wrestling in 2014, obviously, when he walked out of WWE, um, instead of CM Punk, as he said, left wrestling in 2005. Um, so, yeah, very interesting. Uh, I'm very curious to see how they play this up, uh, or follow this up, next week on Dynamite, um, on the Go Home show, um, or if there's anything on Rampage this week. But it was definitely an interesting choice. Uh, I thought it was a hell of a promo from MJF. Um, and I guess it does show that if they ever wanted to make MJF a babyface, it, it would work. Because uh, he can got a hell of a babyface promo. Um, yeah, any thoughts on where you see this going? Uh, either on Friday or next week? So, I don't know where it will go. But I have to say, um, I think this is up there for one of the best promos that MJF has ever cut. Yeah. Uh, and that this company has had so far. And I'll, it, it might have, like, there were mo- moments where he, like, stumbled and stuff, but I think that was him playing on this emotional level mm-hmm. that he was going with. But I think the the best part about it was, so, as he's coming out, he's getting the booze. 
you've got Tony Schiavone ripping him a new one, talking about how he hopes CM Punk beats the hell out of this man. He's never wanted to see somebody get beaten up or bloodied in a match before, or more than he wants MJF uh, to be beaten and bloodied. And as this promo goes, you've got like him running down as being bullied, and you've got the crowd just lambasting him with booze still. And throughout the promo, it starts getting lower and lower, and the commentary's not cutting him off, or like not talking over him, or saying, "Oh, good, good grief!" Like I think Tony like was like blowing it off at the beginning of it, thinking it's just another MJF like manipulation. Um, which it, it all well could be. I think, it's MJF. I think, I think next it will week, go next week or, or the. I the think it could show. be yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, like at the end of this, he was being cheered. Um, when like he talked about like when he like talked about how like after the the like CM Punk made him want to get back into wrestling, um, like he did get cheers. And, like, when he was like, oh, like, I, I want to make sure that no outcast has ever been... He got cheered for this. And I, I think just the emotional roller, roller coaster of a promo that this was um, it definitely just shows just how skillful he truly is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's easily one of the most total package wrestlers in all of wrestling today, no matter what company. He's fantastic in-ring. He's fantastic on the mic. He's detestable as a heel, but if he is gonna ever be babyface, he showed today that like he has the ability to be very convincing that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, props to MJF. Um, this was fantastic, yeah. um, and I think it, like it was weird. Like, I feel like you could go the route of him, like Punk. Being like this guy who doesn't believe MJF, and if MJF decides, like if they just are like, we're not going the route of him manipulating. Like this is just MJF being honest. Like you could have the way of like him being such a dick for so long that nobody believes him, and it kind of like twists CM Punk to go down a heel route just for this storyline for a little bit. And I think that would be a very interesting play. Um, I don't think they do it, but think, it would be a very interesting way you could do I it. I don't think they will either just because they don't have the time to do that. Yeah. They have a week left. Yeah. Um, but, like, if MJF, like, starts pleading in the ring and being like, I'm sorry, like, don't do this, I looked up to you, like, playing off that emotional toll and Punk just continues to beat him up and everything. Could be something. I think you'll get teases of heel punk again, like you did in the Kingston feud. I yeah. don't think it's time to do it fully, yeah. and I don't think that you would turn him against MJF. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, props to commentary because after after the promo, uh, Jim Ross and, and Tony Schiavone uh, sold it really well as well, like yeah. pulling back their comments and yeah. questioning themselves for what they were saying. Uh, Joey, I'll let you talk because CM Punk um, is your guy. Yeah, like like you want to know like who's gonna win this match. Well, you can say who you think is going to win the match or anything you want. Oh, yeah. Like, to piggyback what Ryan was saying, um, I did. I do think this kind of showed that MGF can play both fields mm-hmm. um, very well because I feel like, you know, his career is always going to be – is always going to trickle down to, you know, he can only be a heel. You know what I mean? Like, he, he'll never, ever be able to be successful at being a face. I think it's possible, honestly, by just what we saw. But, I mean, at the same time um, – this was very much. This is probably just like him trying to get into CM Punk's head. Yeah. Um, and clearly it worked because Punk came out and you know looked very concerned. It was like you know whoa. So um, I think this is just another you know you know tactic of MGF to distract Punk. Um, but I I really don't know who's gonna win the match. Um, I want to say Punk's gonna win. Okay. Because just because of how. MJF has beaten him twice, twice already. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Um, Ryan, as of now, again, these aren't our official predictions. We'll do that next week. But, Ryan, if you're going right now, uh, who would you say wins, Punk or MJF? Who wins the match? Yeah, who wins the match? I think Punk does. Okay. Um, I, I feel like it would be weird to give MJF three wins over him. Well, again, technically it's 
would be seven. Yeah. But yes, to give him three wins over three visual wins. Yes. Um. But I, I feel like you could go that way. It, this is a very difficult one to f- go with, just because I don't know where. Like, if this is the true ending of this feud, or if there's going to be one more, like in no, between I now think this, and then. I think this has to be the end. The dog collar match. I feel like it is like this is how you end it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it is. It is unpredictable. I think I would go MJF right now if I was gonna. Okay. I was going to put it down. Also, again, we'll see where I'm at next week, but I think right now I choose MJF. Um, but yeah, good. See, to see. I I think MJF believes that like um, what he's doing to Punk, like trying to get into his head, is working, and yeah. I think that's going to be his downfall because I think going into the match, he's going to kind of believe that Punk doesn't really want to hurt him or doesn't want to like you know, you know, like actually do something to him. Um, but I I say Punk will like act like he like is giving like sympathy to him, but he's gonna you know use his like veteran experience to be like, hey, I'm not backing off, and yeah. I think that's gonna be MJF's downfall in the match. Okay, that makes sense. I can see that. That would make sense for MJF's like mind games with Punk again, mm-hmm. also being a former mind game player. And then Punk exactly. Punk can be like, hey, I could do these too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um. But yeah, it's good to see that there's already some unpredictability with the Revolution card. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, From here we got uh, the Kings of the Black Throne, Brody King and Malachi Black versus Pac and Penta Oscuro uh, with Alex Aberhantes with Penta. Uh, Penta got a whole new entrance here with a gravestone. Uh, and Alex got his new gimmick. Alex got his Grim Reaper <laughs> Undertaker gimmick where he was in like pale, pale face and he had a, a shovel here and he had a whole cloak. Uh, cool entrance. The crowd seemed very into Penta uh, coming out here. And this is where I felt the show took an interesting turn for the crowd. Uh, because the crowd from here on out was very all over the place throughout the night. Either they were into some things or they were just sitting quietly for mm. the rest of it. Uh, which I thought hurt a lot of the show later on. Uh, specifically the main event with Garcia and Danielson. The crowd just was pretty much silent outside of a couple spots, which was bizarre. Uh, but here, they were really into Penta's entrance, and then they kind of just sat there silently for the majority of the match, uh, which it felt really weird. Uh, this is this just didn't feel like a typical AEW crowd where they're like into most things and just like loud the entire night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, got a pretty little fun tag match here with everybody. Uh, Pac and Penta started off very strong um, before the Kings of the Black Throne took over. Uh, this all came up to the end here where, uh, whatchamacallit, where Death Triangle went for the fear factor, uh, the double stomp, um, but Malachi broke it up, but he was going for the mist, and Penta saw that and put his hand over Malachi's mouth as he was spitting, so then Malachi started choking on his own mist. It was smart. Yeah, it was a good... People should have thought about doing that. Agreed. It was a good finish here, and then, uh, Penta ended up rolling up Malachi Black and pinning him. Yeah. Um, as Malachi was left to choke and he sold it in the ring as Brody King just started demolishing uh, Penta and Pack. Malachi got a shovel uh, and then had Penta down on his back in the middle of the ring. He put the point of the shovel directly on Penta's throat and was about to stab him through the throat, killing a man on live television before uh, the lights went out. And... When we came back, uh, Buddy Matthews, the former Buddy Murphy from 205 Live, former NXT Tag Team Champion and WWE Cruiserweight Champion, was in the ring and he was staring Malachi down. Uh, he started walking around pacing, but he ended up attacking Pack and Penta. He aligned with the Kings of the Black Throne and Malachi sat here laughing into the camera. Brody uh, King then just started massacring security as they came out. Uh, <laughs> They put a chair in front of Penta, and Buzzy just... Uh, not Bussy. Uh, <laughs> Bussy? Buddy you said Buzzy. Buzzy's uh, here. Oh, Buddy, Buddy Matthews, uh, just stared at the chair, and Black started talking to him and doing something. Uh, and Buddy, uh, Buddy Matthews, it's going to take a while for me to not say Buddy Murphy... Uh, ended up just stomping Penta faced first into the steel chair. Uh, and then the lights went out, House of Black's music played, and they were gone. 
I will say the crowd reacted very strongly for Buddy's debut here with loud holy shit chants and Buddy chants. Um, he was very over with this crowd. That's good. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like going into this, a lot of people were like, oh, how's, you know, Buddy, how, how's Buddy Matthews going to translate? Um, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, since he was somebody who never really did like, all that much on really, main roster. Yeah, I feel like he wasn't always like, on the, like a mic guy either. So. No, he absolutely no. wasn't. So, like, I also forgot he was Raw Tag Champs with Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, don't forget. He was in the weird storyline with... Oh, with yeah. He was the Disciple. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he was like obsessed with Aaliyah Mysterio. Oh, yeah. sounds weird. He, yeah. had my, uh, he had my worst shirt of 2020. Where uh, it was just a Disciple, right? It was right? just a gray shirt... <laughs> Plain gray shirt, but it wasn't like centered. It just had like a rectangle going down the side of it that said yeah. disciple. Yeah, it didn't say his name or anything. No, right? it just said disciple. Yeah. It was very weird. Um, but yeah. Uh, what a weird career path that man had in WWE. Mm-hmm. But now he's here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Secret no more. <sighs> yeah. Um, we got a video package from Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa highlighting their feud. And Rosa announced that on Friday at Rampage, there will be a contract signing between the two for their long-awaited rematch uh now for the aw women's world championship revolution and one would have to assume that this is where thunder rosa becomes aw women's champion hopefully um i think it's a foregone conclusion at this point hopefully (laughs) yeah um after this we went to another very strong promo segment this time with eddie kingston and ryan's favorite professional wrestler the influencer late champion no he's not a professional wrestler as kingston pointed out he is sports entertainer you cut me off before i could i don't care late champion uh the influencer the the creator of gfy the creator of lay bubbly or the bubbly uh, the creator of the list, uh, Drink It In Man, the the Your founder inner of the Inner Circle, uh, the man who beat Stone Cold Steve Austin and, and The Rock in the same night. Shout um, out James Dubeck. Yeah, so There's you know one fact he knows about Crush Jericho. True, but we got Chris Jericho here. Uh, there was security here, and we had a, a lengthy uh, promo here between these two. Uh, we also had Eddie calling out Tony Khan, saying that instead of giving them this time to uh, not fight because Jericho didn't want to fight Kingston. He should give it to Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale for a match uh, so that they can get some real wrestling instead of Jericho. Um, so uh, if you're a fan of Chris Statlander or Willow, Willow Nightingale, you should thank Eddie Kingston. Um, and if you're not a fan of Chris Jericho, you should also thank Eddie Kingston. Um, but yeah, this ended up being a very, very good promo segment from these two. Uh, Chris Jericho is significantly better at being a heel than he is a babyface currently. Um he played off Eddie perfectly here, bringing up Eddie's uh, uncle and his dad and how Eddie views them as failures and how Eddie uh, is a, views himself as a failure when he shouldn't. Um, Eddie calling out Chris for being a sports entertainer and not a wrestler and noting that they're in Connecticut and that they're down the road from his old uh, Chris's old home. And Jericho then said that uh, he's going to give the fans some sports entertainment tonight, but it's the difference between this and real sports entertainment is that they're actually going to be entertaining. Uh, so, you know, Jericho is one who will always take shots at WWE uh, until he eventually goes back. But, um... In fact... <laughs> yeah, you know. Speaking of somebody who will take shots at WWE until they go back, they mentioned... They oh, referenced yeah. that. They tonight. referenced Cody, uh, where Jericho said that he had never seen Eddie Kingston until his match with you-know-who. Or what's his name? I think. Yeah, it's what's him. his name? Um, like, yeah, but, um, yeah. I mean, I don't really feel like they need to address the Cody situation. Like he's he's leaving the company. Why why spotlight it? Yeah. So, um, but again, it makes sense to reference that Eddie came into the company because of Cody. Yeah. Um, but right. you know, um, yeah. Uh, trying to think. Was there anything else big that they said in this? Um, I thought, uh, well, I oh, mean... Oh, we also got a reference to war. Yeah. Uh, an, yeah. an old Japanese promotion uh, in 2022 on AEW television. So pretty cool stuff if you're yeah. a Japanese wrestling fan. Like yourself? Well, you know how much. Yeah, I mean, I've never watched war, but I know what it is. Yeah. Um, can you can you highlight anything from war? Like, like, who was a big person in war? I think Antonio Inoki was in war. Oh. Um, Interesting. I could be wrong. Don't, okay. Again, don't quote me. I'm not... I'm not like totally so well versed on my Japanese wrestling history. Wow, big um, fan. I wouldn't say that. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought this was really good stuff. Uh, again, Jericho just plays an excellent heel, uh, very detestable. Eddie Kingston, prime babyface, and one of the best on the mic. 
And Jericho, when he tries and is in a good program, is also one of the best on the mic. As long um, as he's not talking about dates. Dates? Yeah. May 6th, March 6th. Oh, yeah. He did reference, uh, he said that at the pay-per-view on May 6th and then cut himself off and said March 6th. Yeah. Uh, that, um, that they were going to fight. Um, <laughs> I wish he was building up to a match three months from now. <laughs> sure, why not? Maybe they're going to meet in the Owen Hart tournament. Yeah, uh, on pay, and they're going to have a random pay-per-view on May 6th. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Which... They got some decent name in war. Was Antonio, was Antonio Inoki in it? I didn't see that part. But, uh, it's a Friday. <laughs> they can do a Friday. Was Suzuki in war? Ishii was. Ishii, okay. Uh-huh. And Jado. <laughs> I'm looking up. And Jado and Gato. Okay. Yes! Well, because they were a team that trapped... Like, they were in, like, a specific uh, New Japan Ultimo team. Dragon, you know... Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Dick Togo. Um, Hopefully. Lance Storm. Okay. An impact, current impact guy, Lance Storm. Ray Mysterio Jr. Ray Mysterio. You you just say that. Dula the Butcher. Okay. (laughs) Uh, King Haku. Oh. That's all the names. The father of... G.O.D. Okay, so I guess I guess I was wrong. Now I look like an idiot for saying it. Bob Backlund. That makes sense to oh, me. Man. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't see the what you said. Okay, so then I take it that he was not involved. Um, he too good. Yeah, Antonio Inoki, the goat, baby. Um, but yeah, Eddie also mentioned that he didn't want uh, Mimosa Jericho. He wanted uh, or the Jericho that got pushed off of the cage by MJF. Uh, he wanted the one that bled buckets in Tennessee and got respect from Tenru, uh, and that also turned WCW upside down. Um, so yeah. Uh, this match was then made official. Uh, so Jericho versus Eddie Kingston is happening at AEW Revolution. And I'm actually very excited for this. Uh, Jericho hasn't had a bad singles match in, in quite some time. Uh, and Eddie Kingston, I feel like he always delivers. So yeah. uh, I think this should... This should be a straight-up fight. This should be really fun, to be honest. Um, so I think this will likely be the CM Punk and Eddie Kingston match from Full Gear, where it's pretty short. But it's a memorable one because that match was, I think, like under ten minutes. But yeah. again, everybody loved that match. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of expect the same thing for this one. Yeah. Ryan, any thoughts from your uh, favorite Jericho promo of all time? No, it wasn't wasn't anything to write home about Jericho wise. <laughs> Less Jericho, the better on my television. Uh, Kingston, you, Kingston you, was fantastic. Were you, were you influenced by Jericho in no, this promo? Absolutely not. I was, influ- I was to in- say GFY. No, I think, again, I'm going to continue to say this. Um, Jericho does absolutely nothing for me. If Eddie Kingston loses this match, it's a fucking travesty. If Eddie Kingston loses this match, I think is a punishment for you choosing him. If you predict it, you should have to wear this for the rest of your life. I, I would not wear that. That's not even That's a... That's heat, brother. No. That's absolutely heat. not. Look, it even like I wear it. So not only does it That's say fine. not only does it say GFY, but it's listed as like a quote, and it's it's quoted by Jericho. Yeah, no, I see that. No, I, they I didn't see put that. the year. That when did that come out? I don't know. They don't have okay. release dates. Uh, was it twenty twenty one? I think it was twenty twenty one. That's a no, damn wait, travesty. No. I should have. I should have no. had that as my no, worst. I, I feel like it was no twenty twenty two. Okay, cool. Because that's that's going up for January January twelfth twenty twenty two. Oh, it doesn't have it doesn't have release dates on there. No, I'm looking at an article that says that he first mentioned it on January 12th. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, it, it, that is up there. That is that is early front runner for worst merchandise of 2022. I disagree. Um, it's real no, bad. No, 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 worst merchandise of 2023. It's just 2022. 2020. Oh, 2022. Okay, let me show you. Um, let me show you something here, buddy. Keep talking. Go ahead. Anyway, I thought this is really good work by Kingston. Um, I don't. I feel like this is a very similar edge to. Um, it feels like Jericho's trying to play like a very similar role to what Punk did, and I don't need a rehash of that feud. Um, it was a good feud, but the wrong. I, I think if Jericho wins here, it just makes. Eddie look like a fool. I don't think again. Jericho will win here because I think that you're probably going to have some influence from he Santana. Also kept on hyping up. You can't win the big one. You can't win the big one. I feel like Eddie, you know, beating Jericho is 
Pretty big deal. Well, yeah, he claims that he's the biggest one AEW has, yeah, so I think which kind of is just, not true. The title is. I think that but. just kind of tells you that Kingston has a really good chance. Did you guys know that WWE is selling a $30 shirt for the AWA? This is a new shirt they released for the the American Wrestling Association. Makes sense to me. Because they, they own like the tape library. Makes sense uh, to me. I guess. Is it just their logo? <laughs> yeah. Makes sense to me. This is bizarre. I don't see where the issue is. Anyway, in terms of uh, uh, like a bad shirt that you you could own, Ryan, are you sure that you wouldn't want to buy this Liv Morgan shirt that they oh, just released? Oh, is it the one with like that's all red? This is disgusting. Well, I I don't like. <laughs> I don't I don't like this many. Would give you a stroke Hold on, it's already it. on sale. <laughs> it's already on sale I, for I think, eight dollars. No, it's twenty dollars. That's nineteen. Oh, nineteen. Okay, it, it, but it, it's on. No, it was on yeah, sale eight dollars less. It looks like a lot of shirts are on sale. Right okay, now. keep the same energy. Uh, you could also have <laughs> keep the same energy. <laughs> you could also buy this Seth freaking Rollins shirt that just is a random floral patch in the middle of it. Oh. That looks like almost all those really bad Hiroshi Tanahashi shirts. That's it. <laughs> so I mean, and this one, on this par. one's thirty dollars. And that one, this is, is brand new. There's not even a rating on this one. Yeah, I mean that one at least tells me who the wrestler is that's supposed to be. That's <laughs> true. Unlike the Tanahashi shirts, where it's just random designs put on there, he's and at, he sells a, them for thirty bucks. He's he's a, see, that's what I really don't. I dislike about wrestling shirts when it just says the wrestler's name. When it's it like, says the wrestler, or like, it's like a picture of the wrestler. People are just thinking like, who the fuck is that person? Yeah, yeah I like when there's like, like why is he just wearing, I like when there's a, an elaborate there's a design graphic, and then maybe their name is like a smaller print or just like you know like they're saying and then like hey smaller thing. If again, the Tanahashi shirts never make any sense. They have nothing to do with Hiroshi Tanahashi. I'll pull one up real quick. Don't um, don't pull up the damn air hug one. <laughs> maybe in Jap- maybe in Japan, uh, they make sense. Yeah. I think of the white shirt with the random rectangle I'm in the corner. <laughs> that has nothing to do with an A. It doesn't look Japan. like an A. It, I mean, it's on pro wrestling tees. I don't know if pro wrestling tees is uh, ships international. Oh. Yeah, they do, yeah. Well, PWTs is uh, taking a bit to load here. But, well, um, maybe somebody hacked. <laughs> maybe they're being affected oh, by. Not again. Um, anyways, while I continue to try and find this shirt for us to look at. Uh, we got Preston Vance versus Ricky Starks. Uh, oh, wait, no, before this, sorry, we got uh, an AHFO promo where we revealed another match for Revolution. It's a trios match. Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy versus Sting, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara. First ever Tornado trios yeah. match. Yeah. So. Uh, so Sting gets on pay-per-view. You'll love to see mm-hmm. it. Sting's been delivering anytime he gets on there. Uh, Rampage is being taped, so I don't know if Andrade or Sammy's going to be champion coming out of this, but I'm... I'm not against this, but I was expecting Andrade versus Sammy versus Darby for the TNT Championship. Like, yeah, here, that's what I. That's so, what I was yeah, this is a kind of a letdown. Yeah, yeah just because I like. Yeah. This I also want. Is Mark Quinn injured? He couldn't, and he wrestled. Why is Matt Hardy, Isaiah, guess, and at the same time, I guess you kind of don't want to like stack the card too much. I don't know. I just. I, but I. I agree. That would have been really. Really great match, but unless uh, uh, what's his name is winning Friday, Andrade. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, Again, I, I think it's a weird, weird match to have. On. I, I think Cassidy's gonna just take the pin for his team and Matt will turn like officially and kick out Private Party, or Andrade and mm-hmm. Private Party turn on Matt since he's been acting pretty erratic. Yeah, he has been pretty erratic. So, and then Matt gets kicked out of AHFO. Although, then, I was going to say, when like Andrade so. met, or when Matt mentioned Private Party, Andrade did not seem interested to have yeah, them can, as partners. Yeah, and get Matt away from there, and then when Jeff comes in. Yeah. yeah. Regardless, I think this ends with Matt leaving the group. Yeah. yeah. If, so. if Jeff's going to come in, then... Jeff, they're going to be baby faces. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, then we got Preston Vance versus Ricky Starks. I don't remember much of this match. I do remember Ricky Starks uh, winning with a yeah. big spear. Uh, uh, this this was a this and the Jade versus Ali or the Bunny match, both were hampered in my opinion by picture in picture taking up most of the match. I felt like definitely for this one. I yeah. I didn't have as much of an issue with um, Jade and the Bunny. But I thought this one, again, yeah. I, I don't remember any of this besides the spear. <laughs> there was a lot of trying to set up the full Nelson lock. Yeah. 
Um, and then That's it, a yeah, and it ended because Ricky, they, according to commentary, in spun the mask around so Preston couldn't see, but he didn't spin it around. He just lifted it up, and Preston like tried to put it back on, and he ate the spear because he wasn't blocking. He was trying to put the mask back on. Yeah, I'm bare. I, I yeah. don't remember that, so I'm just What's, I'm just going off the spear. Yeah. 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 Anywho, Ricky Starks won. He's in the face of the Revolution ladder match. So this yeah. prevented us from getting the all beefy so boys Ricky ladder match. He's finally in a, on a pay per view card. Yeah, he's in a pay per view match. Yeah. Uh, so our new lineup is Keith Lee, Ricky Starks, Wardlow, and Will Hobbs. Will Hobbs. Power, or powerhouse. So yeah. team team so Taz far. has the advantage right now. They, they have two guys. Do. Yeah, they really do. And, and all they need to do is add Hook. Yeah. Well, uh, well, Hooker. it's gonna be six people, and one of them's a Joker. I, again, I don't know if it's going to be six or if they're going to do seven. They haven't said how many people. Are okay, because we know there's one more, at least one more quali- qualifier this on, on rampage. rampage. Yeah, there's Anthony Bones versus Orange Cassidy. That should be fun. Yeah, Bones has had a bunch of big singles well, matches. I, I know who the Joker's going to be. You going to speak up? <laughs> I know who the Joker's going to be. Yeah. Okay, you want to say it? I mean, I don't like no, no, but I think it's pretty obvious after the, the reports are today. Swerve. Yeah, yeah, that I can makes see sense. That. Yeah, especially since they said that his contract's going to start at the beginning of March. Are you sure it's not going to be this New Japan legend coming out in this shirt that is officially his that does not have his name on it? Because you said you don't like when it just says what the wrestler is. Uh, this is Hiroshi Tanahashi's shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. There's nothing on the back. Is <laughs> this is a full price shirt? Honestly, <laughs> if somebody it's a came bad up, bad wrestling shirt. <laughs> if somebody okay, came up to you, no, no, that oh, that that's supposed to be an A. It's a bad wrestling shirt because there's no indication that belongs to any wrestler. No. That's like a shirt you'll see in like uh, Paxson or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's a cheaper version of a Paxson shirt. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, all the rest on here are pretty. Fine. I'm just going to say, if you've never seen the air hug shirt that he had during the COVID pandemic era, oh, that was one of the worst timelines we ever lived in. Dude, any- when we had we had the air hug shirt, and then we also had the know. Okada. Well, it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's not the air hug. It's, it's, I mean, it's the called Okada the air hug, but it's like the cell phone. Rainmaker yeah. COVID or something? Yeah, it, it was or no, uh, no, or end COVID or no COVID. It was just the COVID virus with yeah. a slash. Yeah, on like a really like like this napkin color shirt. Yeah, this napkin that the audience can see. Like the Taco Bell brown napkin okay, shirt. Okay, there you go. Um, yeah. Anyway, Ricky Starks is in the face Revolution ladder match. I'm I'm all good with that. I love that. Yeah, yeah I'm happy for that. Um, the more Ricky Starks, the better. So, not looking at Rampage spoilers, do we think? Who do you think? Bowens or Orange Cassidy? Cassidy. I'm going to go with Orange Cassidy because now with uh, Ricky winning, I think it's kind of clear they're just going to trigger try to do a split of like meaty men and then smaller guys now. Okay. I think, I think that's what they're going to do down the middle. I'm going to go with uh, go with Anthony Bowens. That's fine. Okay. Why not? Because yeah. I, I, again, I don't know. Jay wasn't on Dynamite this week, but no. it makes sense if Jay like cost Orange Cassidy since they did yeah, set up true. like a feud for them. Yeah. Um, but again, Cassidy's the bigger star, so it would kind of make sense. Yeah. yeah. But it's a shame we didn't get to see Jay and Cassidy in that I mean, we still could. There's still, that is there's still another week. Yeah, Cassidy. So, um, all right. Uh, after this, we went to Red Dragon, uh, backstage with Adam Cole, celebrating their victory. The Young Bucks came in. They bickered at one another. Mm. And the Bucks walk off as, uh, they say that they're going to kick Red Dragon's ass, uh, Red Dragon's ass next week. And Cole tried to play Peacemaker. Um, then we went to Jade Cargill versus The Bunny for the TBS Championship. Uh, Allie got a jobber entrance. She was just in the ring. And we got, Damn Travis. We got Jade here coming out. Uh, she does have green hair now. Um, but more importantly, Ryan noted before the show uh, that Mark Sterling had tweeted out that he had something finalized for her tonight on Dynamite. And it became pretty clear what this was supposed to be. Uh, because the camera just lingered on the center of the entrance ramp for way too long before cutting away to her video screen, and then she came out. Uh, so I think moving forward, she's going to have Cody's elevator entrance, which I think is very fitting for for her. Yeah. Um, but I think something had to go wrong with it this week where they had to not use it. Yeah, the uh, the middle part of the stage was clearly left wide open. Yeah, yeah I'm... Cook. 
Cody took apart part of the elevator with him when he left. Facts. He's like, I'm going to fuck with you guys. <laughs> I can't wait for when Cody shows up in WWE. WWE and he, he, yeah. but he's he, gonna, he smashes the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, he's going to. Exactly. And then instead of getting an elevator that rises, he's going to get like HBK's entrance from that one WrestleMania where he came down from heaven. No. And Cody's just going to come down and like beaming light as the savior. The savior, Cody yeah. Rhodes. Dashing. No, what's your call? I know what's going to happen. Better. AJ Styles versus HBK at WrestleMania. And AJ... Where the fuck do you get this from? Because HBK... Who did HBK famously tag with one time? The Undertaker? God. Oh. You know who is the epitome of God in wrestling? The Undertaker? Cody Rhodes, because he ended racism. And he's going to come down from the heavens, because they're going to change it to AJ Styles... Versus Cody Rhodes because HBK can't go and he has to pray because he's a Christian. I don't know if you know this, but HBK's a Christian. Is it going to be AJ Styles versus Edge at WrestleMania? Yeah, but it yeah, it is. But I, I, I'm changing <laughs> it. Edge go? I'm changing it on the fly. Edge can't go either. Oh, okay. Yeah, Edge tired. got Edge got stuck on a Viking ship. Um, oh. Yeah. Like in Dallas? No, up in in. Greenland, Timbuktu, Iceland, Timbuktu. where where those Vikings were, where where Yettle Flatnose is. That that was his character on Vikings. Uh, Yettle Flatnose. Uh, yeah, that is. <laughs> that was Edge's character on, on okay. Vikings. Oh, shout out to all the Viking fans. I mean, it's a pretty us. popular show. It just yeah. got it just got on Netflix to do the new spinoff. Yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah I've got to watch it. Um. Anyway, the Bunny versus Jade Cargill. Um, Viking better. I, we need Vikings on AEW. You want the Viking Raiders? No, no, Vikings. Like, real Vikings. Are there any wrestling besides, like, El Vikingo? Vikingo. <laughs> okay. El Hijo del Vikingo. Sure. Uh, I don't think he's an actual Viking. Yeah. Eh, there's no proof that he isn't. Isn't he the son of a Viking? Yeah. Yeah. So he's got Viking blood rushing through him. Uh, sure. Uh, anyway, the Bunny versus Jade Cargill. Uh, Jade controlled a lot of this. Um, then we went to picture in picture. Allie had control. Came back. Matt Hardy was out here now uh, with interference, acting very erratically, uh, just throwing up the delete signs at Matt, uh, Mark Sterling. The two argued, which led uh, Matt sneakily throwing in the uh, brass knuckles to Allie, and Mark threw in the TBS title to Jade. Allie went for a punch with the brass knuckles, but Jade slapped her hand away with the title. I thought Allie, that was a cool spot. That was good. Allie then landed do- uh, two double super kicks here. Um, or sorry. Uh, Matt and Mark got uh, ejected. Uh, Allie then went for a roll-up for a two-count. Then nailed Jade with two pairs of super kicks and went for down the rabbit hole with Jade. Uh, Jade transitioned into Jaded and won here. Uh, pretty good finish. I thought this was a really uh, nice ending to the match. Agreed. Uh, following this, Jade got on the mic and said, who's next? And better yet, who's left? Uh, there were brief Goldberg chants here. Uh, yeah, there was also her claiming that she's she's 28 and 0, which she is. Uh Soon to be thirty, I know. So you skipped a number, uh, which is soon. So she's be rounding fi- up. Yeah, which is soon going to become fifty and zero. Which that's a, that's a big stretch. She's a heel. What are you no. saying? You're criticizing her yes. for saying that she's going to continue yes. to be undefeated. I hope she doesn't go fifty and zero. I don't think she is going to go fifty and zero. Uh, anywho, we got her next challenger coming out here. Ty Conti came out to a big reaction. Uh, she said that she's not just next, but she's the one who's going to beat her ass, bitch. Uh, and then she ran down to the ring, and we got a brawl here with Jade and her. Allie got involved. Ty hit one of her moves. I don't remember which one it is. Ty KO, I think. Uh, and then Jade hit her with a big boot. Uh, and then Anna J. Pump kick. Pump kick. Yeah. yeah. And then Anna J came out here just way too late with a chair to run off Jade. Yeah, Jade uh, was like almost out of the ring at yeah, this so point. What, what a good friend Anna J was. Facts. Um, but yeah, I'm actually pretty excited for Jade versus Ty. Ty's put in some really good efforts uh, over the last year or so. Uh, her versus Hikaru Shida for the AEW Women's Championship was really good. And I thought her and Britt was probably, yeah. in my opinion, Britt's best title defense. Besides maybe Riho. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to see what they can do together. Uh, I'm assuming this will be added to Revolution either as the Well, kid. they said it was. It yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Jade said for Revolution. Okay, well there you go. Um, uh, I was gonna say I, I, I don't think Ty, Ty's gonna win. I think there's a chance Ty wins. I don't want her to win. I think there's a chance, but I don't think she's gonna win. Yeah, I think they're gonna still I think if you want, I think the better option, in my opinion, and this is me being biased, 
but I think Anna would be a better option than Ty. I think Ty Ty makes a little logical sense if Sammy continues and they can be the power couple. No, hold. I don't want it. I don't want it either. But I don't I think, think that's, they would, that I they could. They, I, don't I don't think they, they would do it either. Yeah. I think they would acknowledge it on TV, but I don't think they yeah. would become like a duo. Hopefully not. Um, because that's more of a heel. And Ty's a great baby face. Sammy's a better heel. They don't need to turn her heel. Yeah. Um, if it's not Ty, uh, do you guys have any guess who would be? If it's somebody from the current roster, Anna. who would? Okay, well you just said Anna. Joey, do you have a guess on who would take it from Jade at some point this year? Oh shit! So it's not gonna be Rosa because Rosa is gonna be the AEW mm-hmm. women's champion. Um, no, she's gonna merge the belts. I'd say Chris, honestly. Statlander. Statlander's a good pick. Yeah, um, if I I'm, think she's a well-established, you know, name that can actually feel, you know, convincing to beat uh, Jade. Who Jade beat in the tournament? Ruby. Thunder Ruby, Rosa. Rosa. It wasn't Chris. Honestly. No, Chris lost to Ruby. Didn't she have a bye? She might have been somebody with a bye. There were buys. Yeah. Oh. Right. I think she was one of the people that had a bye. Okay. Um, if I, I was gonna say uh, Jamie Hader would be my pick because yeah. I think Jamie goes face like this year. Um, I'd like that a lot. Again, the two people that it's funny I mentioned this, but shout out to my Sportster articles because I write for the Sportster. I did do uh, ten AEW wrestlers who should win championships this year, and I listed Jamie Hader and and, and Ty Conti as both future yeah. TBS champions. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, what I was gonna say, um, I feel like if you did Chris. There's already a logical person who would be her first challenger, too. Yeah, you have Layla. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. We shall see. Um, after this, we had Keith Lee backstage with the Sweat God. I haven't forgotten his nickname. Alex Marvez. Uh, I've missed hearing that. Yeah. Uh, before anything could really be said, Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs showed up, and they said the Team Taz run things around here, and no matter where you come from, you get to start over here. Uh, Will Hobbs then stepped up for a stare down with Keith, and uh, Ricky got between them. And yeah, Keith's nice little match between the two. Book it. Very exciting stuff. This sent us to our main event, which was the American Dragon Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia. Very good technical match. Some big, uh, some big moves here. Daniel Garcia looked like he broke his legs at one point, getting sent to the outside and just landing on his feet um, before rolling. Um, but yeah, uh, this is a match that I think everybody. I guess I can't say everybody was excited for it because this crowd, once the two made their entrances, just sat on their fucking hands the entire match. Yeah, Bridgeport, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of upset with you. <laughs> I guys. don't even understand this. Like this was a really good main event, and they yeah. were just sitting there like this was like a 24/7 championship match on Raw or, or an old 205 Live. Match. Yeah, this was absolutely bizarre to me. Um, but yeah, I thought Garcia and Danielson looked really good here. I would like them to run this back eventually in front of a better crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, because just look at the reaction that Danielson versus Lee Moriarty got the other week. Mm-hmm. Like, the crowd was yeah. going apeshit for that. Yeah. And then this crowd, again, this crowd was bizarre the entire night. Yeah, it was uh, a weird crowd. So, it's whatever. Uh, Danielson did make the did get the win here. And afterwards, uh, John Moxley came out uh, making the save for uh, Danielson after 2.0. And Garcia started beating him down. They, uh, they sent him running away. And then Danielson got on the mic and said that if they need to bleed together, he doesn't need a chair to make anyone bleed. And if Mox wants a match, then he's got it. They have a big stare down. And Danielson also said that just know it won't be just you bleeding. No. What did he say? He said that it might just be you bleeding. It might just be you bleeding. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Also, uh, Garcia was going to hit Moxley with a chair, and Danielson took it from him. Yeah, and that's why he was holding the chair. Okay. Also, one of the best, one of the better um, paradigm shifts. I thought that was a really good. Oh, on Garcia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. He got so much height in it. Well, I think it helps because Garcia is a pretty lanky guy. Yeah. Like if he was going to do that on like Zack Saber Jr., I think he'd also. I think this was one of the earlier when uh, 2.0 and Garcia cut their promo earlier in the night. Uh, I think that was like one of the first times I ever heard Garcia talk. And he's not bad on the mic. Yeah, he's got some promos before. Yeah. He's talked here and there. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't say much. Um, I'm glad. also glad that 2.0 and Daniel Garcia had matching gear tonight. Yeah. 
Yeah, they matching, did. They matching nice gear blue, is always a blue and white gear. Always a thumbs up yeah. from me. I feel like Garcia doesn't really have to say much because 2.0 is so fantastic on the market. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So they just kind of he could kind of just you know piggyback what they say. Yeah. They have like charisma out their asshole. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I thought pretty good episode of Dynamite. Um, again, I thought a lot of this was kind of hurt by the crowd because again they were just. Yeah. Just all over the place. But yeah. we had some really good segments here throughout, I thought. Um, yeah. Again, all of the promos I thought were really strong on the card. Yeah. Very strong main event. The Battle the Royal. Black has become more interesting. Now. Yeah, Buddy debuted, which got a really good reaction. And as a Buddy Matthews fan, former 205 Live stan, uh, I'm excited for that. Um, I thought Allie and Jade had a better match than expected with a good finish. Um, yeah, again, my big negatives for the show would be that the qualifier match between Ten and Starks was pretty unforgettable. Yeah. And you mean pretty forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bad thing is this match was unforgettable. I'm really upset that I'm never yeah. going to forget this match. Um, and uh, whatchamacallit. Seth versus Rollins. Yeah, Seth versus Rollins. <laughs> and um, then, uh, again, just the crowd. Yeah. The crowd was not a, not a positive board. for the show. Yeah, no, this is a bad crowd. Um, what about you guys? I thought it was a very. I thought it was a fine episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, like you said, the crowd was just not the hottest, as we've seen. Um, it's funny because when the first, like when the show first started, um, they seemed pretty hot. Yeah, they, they seemed hot in like spurts. Yeah, like again, it wasn't continuous. It was no, like, it was all over. They the decided place. when they wanted to be like hot, like the. This is awesome. Like at the towards the end, that was great. Mm-hmm. They were really loud for that. But then, like just the match, like you said, between uh, Garcia and Danielson. And yeah, it was just like, nah, that's not it. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> overall, I'd still give it a thumbs up. This was still yeah. an enjoyable episode, but again, just it was one of the weaker ones in recent memory. Yeah, they've yeah, had a couple. I, they've had a string of really good episodes lately. Yeah. So this was a step down, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so next week's the go-home show for Revolution, which means we'll have a review for that, and we'll also have predictions for Revolution coming out next yeah. week. Um, check out our predictions for the New Japan Cup, if you're into that. Um, so there's that. Also worth noting that they did announce Double or Nothing uh, tonight on this show. Uh, is going to be running at the T-Mobile Arena, which, what was the capacity for it? 20,000. 20,000, which compared to Double or Nothing 2019... Uh, had 11,000 at the MGM Grand, so almost doubling the capacity for this show. Um, and it's their first time back on the West Coast since 2019. Yeah. So this They've show... also announced that they're doing two live uh, Yeah, Dynamite shows. and Rampage. Yeah, beforehand. So. so should be a very big week, um, and we already know that we're going to have the Owen Hart tournament going on around then. Yep. Um, with, I'm pretty sure the, the finals are supposed to be at Double or Nothing. Yeah, and they still haven't announced, like... Um, like like how it's gonna be done? No, um, but I th- think they they've announced when the first thing is when like they've been announcing all these show starts. Like we've got Battle of the Belts two coming up soon. Yeah, um, and I think they announced the Owen Hart uh, begins uh, on one of the uh, one of the recently done ones, which makes it seem like if it's gonna end at. Uh, Whatever the place is called, <laughs> uh, uh, double or nothing. Like it's not going to be a super long tournament. No, um, and I mean it doesn't really need to be as long as you have a lot of really good matches in there. Yeah. Um, just because you have a long tournament doesn't necessarily make it good. Yeah, that's that's so, true. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll I guess we'll see. Yeah, it starts May eleventh. So it's two weeks before, so it probably isn't gonna end then, unless they're just doing those shows. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Um, like again, I guess we'll find out yeah, as we get closer. Start, it starts May eleventh at the Long Island show. Okay. Um. Sure. I guess we'll. I guess we'll find out then as we get closer. Yeah. Uh, well, we do know it's two. It's two tournaments, right? It's a men and a women's side, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but again, they also do have YouTube that they can utilize, which they have done yeah. in the past. So, like the first couple rounds, if there's any like lesser matches, yeah, you can put it on YouTube. So again, I guess I guess we'll see um, how many people are in each side. I would assume maybe like twelve on each side. You could do. 
Like 12 for the men, 12 for the women. Yeah. I feel like that's a good size and not too long. Um, but yeah, so thanks for joining us for our weekly review for AEW Dynamite. Be sure to tune back in for Ryan and Enzo's Impact Power Hour. Um, and then come back next week for our coverage of uh, AEW Revolution and Impact Sacrifice, as well as Dynamite and Impact Wrestling next week. Uh, so follow us over on Twitter at Deep Six Wrestling. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links you need are in the episode description. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning into the podcast, and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.